Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Hey, you got to listen to me. This threat of political violence is very real in the United States right now. I don't mean to start the show on such a somber note on a Tuesday, but I read an article in the Washington Times. I'm going to get to this in a second. And here's the problem. The battle's asymmetric. It's not even on both sides, okay? There are you know, what you would call in biology, like rate limiting factors on the right that prevent the outbreak of mass violence on the right. The fact that most of us believe in God-given rights for everyone. There's a natural moral emergency break in our behavior. Almost none of those factors exist on the left. Therefore, it's by nature asymmetric. This is a very serious topic and it worries me because I don't think people understand how close we are to disintegrating into an extremely violent situation where we look back and go, how the hell did we get here? And I'm telling you, nobody wants that. Even the people who think they want it don't want it. We got a lot to talk about today. Michelle Obama, weird kind of thing going on there. I'm going to clear that up for you. Don't worry. Today's show is sponsored in part by Blackout Coffee. Stop giving your money to woke companies. Don't give a damn about you. Visit blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. I got that. Also got an update on the Secretary of Defense story. And Fannie Willis, apparently up to no good with the allegations of the there's kids watching. You got to ask your parents what the I can't explain it here. Hey, when did we decide to stop upholding free speech as a basic right? It's playing out right now. Big tech companies and social media sites sets a dangerous precedent. You know it. Listen, it doesn't matter what your politics are or who you voted for. Everyone should have the right to express themselves freely. Sadly, the big tech monopoly has instead opted for silencing tactics and censorship. To fight back against big tech's control of the internet, this guy uses ExpressVPN. Free to access tech giants make their money by tracking your searches, video history, and everything you click on and selling it off because you're the product. When you use the ExpressVPN app on your computer or your phone, you anonymize much of your online presence by hiding your IP address. It makes your activity more difficult to trace and sell to advertisers. ExpressVPN encrypts 100% of your network data to protect you from eavesdroppers and cyber criminals. It takes just one click to protect all your devices. That's why ExpressVPN is rated number one by Business Insider. Visit expressvpn.com slash Bongino to get three extra months free. That's expressvpn.com slash Bongino. Check it out. All right, Joseph, on this Tuesday, let's get this party started. Yeah, it's Tuesday showtime, Dano. Yes, it is. And we're going to start... With a little bit of a somber topic, but a topic that needs to be addressed because it comes up a lot. You know, I tell the story a lot of when I was guest hosting on a weekend show at WMAL up in Washington, D.C., and some guy called in and he was like, you know, I'm ready to get the guns or something like that and start shooting. And I said to him, you really sure you're ready for that? I mean, listen, as a guy who's never fought in combat myself, uh, I I don't wish war on anyone But who's seen violence in, you know, 12 plus years and another four, uh, 12 in law enforcement, the federal government, and another four with the NYPD, and who's seen violence up close and personal. I mean, actual violence. People shot in the head. I think I've told the story many times of when you're the new guy and you're a cop, you always have to sit on what they call the DOAs, the dead on arrivals. In other words, you arrive and the dude is dead. Why is he dead? Was he murdered? That's what the medical examiner and the detectives will determine. But it's pretty obvious when you show up in the middle of a bodega, Joe, and a guy's got his brains blown out all over the potatoes that are sitting at the bottom of the bodega counter. It's pretty obvious that that wasn't natural causes, wouldn't you say? 
I'm, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. But it doesn't just like this isn't like the brain just splits open naturally. No, okay? catch, dude. No. no, no, it's not. Yeah, it's not contagious. Uh, so it's, it's pretty much assumed that there was a gunfight. And then when other witnesses go, yes, yeah, some guy shot him in the head. You can be reasonably confident that's what happened. So when you sit on enough of those, you start to see what unfettered violence looks like. And let me tell you something. For a lot of these, you know, fake tough guys on the left who are like, you know, we're ready for war with these Trump people. And sadly, some people who claim our mantle, but are not us, are not us, who claim to want to get to that point, too. I don't think you have any understanding of how ugly that gets fast. And I say to you, you have kids. I mean, so just to be clear what that looks like, this dystopia, there's obviously not going to be any school every day because there's going to be violence everywhere. You're not going to send your kids to school. There's a chance of them getting killed because a gunfight could break out any moment. Your kids could be kidnapped or whatever it is. You, you just want random gunfights in the middle of the street. Your kids, what, hold up in the house all day in nuclear suits and, uh, you know, gas masks? I, I, listen, I get the United States is effed up. Brothers and sisters, I'm with you. I understand. No one cries for it more than I do. But you really think we're at the point that we're so messed up right now that we should start like the red blood flowing in the streets tomorrow and throw out every single thing we have or are going to have? I'm sorry. I think that's, that's obscenely stupid. Not only stupid, that's evil. There are, there's a pathway back to fix where we are now. Why am I bringing this up? I, this actually wasn't even the beginning of the show, as Guy can attest to. I went through the rundown with him last night. I read this article this morning by Jeff Mordock in the Washington Times. And it really kind of grabbed me, put its talons in me. And I thought to myself, I, I wish people had seen what I seen. And articles like this maybe would make more sense. It says rising political violence in the United States stoke fears of serious bloodshed in 2024. Experts blame Biden and Trump for fanning the flames. Folks, here's the problem I see with this both sides are doing it argument. One, I don't condone calls for violence on either side. I think that's fairly obvious and shouldn't even require me saying. But there are some lunatics out there who listen to this show on the left and are somehow confused how you can say, hey, I don't call for violence. And they interpret that to mean you call for violence because they're assholes and morons. But I mean what I say. And the problem is, as I described in the beginning of the show, is there is an asymmetry here. And this is what genuinely worries me and should worry you, too. On the right, what we would describe as this collection of MAGA people, conservatives, maybe libertarians, old school Republicans, the right. There's a rate limiting factor to violence and escalations that lead to violence. You all have seen it. You understand it. If I were to even imply on this show that violence is an acceptable outcome at a political rally, which... I wouldn't do, but just play the game with me for a minute. You all know, come on, chatsters, tell me you don't know what would happen. If I were to even wink and nod and say, even facetiously, say something like, hey, it's a Democrat rally this weekend. You know what? Be a real shame if a couple of you showed up with baseball bats. Inciting and gentlemen, Inciting oh, rioting. Forget it. Immediately, there would be calls for arrests. The FBI would probably be knocking at my door. Every single left-wing media person would be calling for massive boycotts of the show. There would be people following me around with cameras in public. And Bongino, you've got millions of people who watch and listen to your show. How could you be so irresponsible to call for violence? You're a standard right-wing Nazi fascist. 
That would happen. And it would be massive pressure for me to retract it, even if I said it in poor humor. Now, I need you to understand that that's a rate-limiting factor for everyone on the right. There is no such countervailing motion on the left that would counter the violent tendencies of the left. There is none. Whatever you say on the left, even direct calls for violence, i.e. Maxine Waters, you know, I probably should have pulled that for the show, but I didn't even think of it. The Maxine Waters, you get out of your car and you tell them they're not welcome. You get up in their face. The Chuck Schumer uh, thing, you know, well, Justice Gorsuch, Kavanaugh, we're coming for you. People who show up threatening violence at Supreme Court justices' homes, I need you to understand, there's absolutely no motion to stop that whatsoever. Matter of fact, it's encouraged. Now, you're probably saying in the chat right now, you're probably saying in the chat, well, at least with BLM and, and Antifa, they stopped that. They didn't stop that. Well, you're not saying that in the chat. You know better. They said, oh, this is mostly peaceful. They're mostly peaceful. You, you've seen the endless litany of media people humiliating themselves, looking like total assholes. You got it? Yeah. Oh, cool. Let me see. It. What you, is this the one with Maxine Waters? Here, play that. I want to see this. One. Here, check this out. If nothing does not happen, then we know uh, that we've got to not only stay in the street, but we've got to fight for justice. But I am very hopeful, and I hope uh, that we're going to get a verdict that they say guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we, got, we cannot go away. And not just manslaughter, right? I mean... Oh, no, not manslaughter. No, no, no. This is, this is guilty for murder. I don't know whether it's in the first degree, but as far as I'm concerned, it's first degree. It's coming from what happens if we do not get, get what you just told? What should the people do? What should protesters on the street do? I didn't hear you. What happens... What should protesters do? Well, we, we got to stay on the street. Uh, and we've got to get more active. We've got to get more confrontational. We've got to make sure that they they know that we need this. This is even worse. Here. You did, I'm just telling Guy. Did I not say this to you, Guy? I'm like, yeah. this is freaking hilarious. That the Joe heard me too. That's not even the clip I was talking about. Right. And that right, one's even right. worse. What happens if we don't get what we want? Uh, we need to get out there and get more confrontational. You understand? There's no limiting these people. They are actually incentivized by the media to do this. I want to wrap this up because I got a lot to get to here. And it really, I didn't intend this as the beginning of the show, but I see it as so important. Which I know, she, he brought up another good point here. She's got like 27 masks on, a face shield, a mask on top of a mask. She's got a mask like in reverse in case she needs an extra relief pitcher mask to like slide over the front. Here's a, that's a good call. Here's the thing. And this is not funny. I'm long on the United States. I say that. I mean it. I was watching a couple videos this morning about how powerful the U.S. military is, despite all the DIE bullshit and all that other stuff. I am long in the United States. But the outbreak of mass political violence in the United States, sadly, is not unlikely. But it is likely only due to the fact that the left, again, has no rate-limiting factor. There is nothing to stop them. You, you understand? From outbreaks of mass violence, nobody will ever call them out Matter of fact, they will be incentivized by the media if it politically works for them to continue the violence while the right has no such thing. And the question then becomes, if that becomes a thing, 
say, and I'll uh, just imagine this, a BLM Antifa thing times 10 that goes on for months, if not years. It's only a matter of time before the right says, you know, Joe, F the PR bullshit. Like now I got to protect my family and my kids. And that's when shit gets ugly fast. All right. I'll wrap that up there. But this article, you should read it. This Washington Times piece is worth your time because it, 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 it is it is not wrong that this political violence threat is very real. And if Donald Trump wins in the 2024 election, there's nothing to stop these people, folks. Absolutely nothing. All right, I'm going to get to Michelle Obama in a minute, but in, absolutely incredibly, the Secretary of Defense scandal of him just basically not showing up for work having some elective surgical procedure and then unbelievably telling everyone, at least according to Politico, Oh, I'm working from home while he's in freaking ICU, man, ICU intensive care unit. The scandal gets worse. Now I've applied the Bongino rule. We are now at about the 72 hour mark of this story. And there's still no resolution as to what actually happened here with the Secretary of Defense. There's no resolution as to what the elective procedure was for. Now, granted, it's not my business what it was for. Uh, I, I don't really care particularly, and I'm, I'm not even sure I would report on it. Either. I don't, I'm not interested in anyone's health business. But the severity of his condition in the ICU is my business because he's the Secretary of Defense paid for by my tax dollars and yours in the chat, okay? So it is my freaking business how serious this guy's condition was if he was close to death. I don't care if he had his balls cut off. That's not my business. But if he got some kind of infection and was near death, yeah, kind of my business. The story gets even weirder. So now they are ridiculously claiming at this point. Wait, one more thing. So we don't know, again, what the condition was, how serious it was. And we still don't know how the chain of command either broke down in the notifications process about his condition or how many people knew about it and lied and freaking lied about it, dude. That's the question. So what happened yesterday? Yesterday, a story breaks that the Secretary of Defense's chief of staff apparently knew about this but made no notifications because the chief of staff had the flu. You know, ladies and gentlemen, I was kind of like banged out this weekend. I didn't have the flu, but I had a little bit of a head cold. It was kind of busting my balls a little bit. You still hear my voice sounds a little funky, right? But I feel okay. I'm just curious, Joe, like there's this thing here, self in here. Here's me watching me on Rumble right now. And look at that. That's pretty <laughs> That's Look, here's me watching me. But I keep it on this little charge right here only because I like watching you guys in the chat. I mean, this thing, this cell phone, last time I checked, Joe, when you've got the flu, you can still hit like call president or call sit room. Uh, hey, I got what you can't talk. What you have no means of. Well, I mean, what happened? Was your body paralyzed by some neurological agent? They do I mean, still you, work. Dude. Yeah, they uh, do. They, uh, I, Joe, call me crazy. I'm not a techie guy, but yeah. I thought like a biological flu. It's not a cell phone virus that like wiped out the grid like that Obama movie, leaving everyone behind or whatever the hell it's called. Wait, yeah. You couldn't make a phone call and we're all supposed to believe this shit? 
Folks. I don't believe this shit. I know you don't. Uh, nobody believes it. Which says to me that the, here's what they're doing now. Here's like a big kind of ball of crap, okay? There's the wall. The wall of my studio is right there. So it'll be <laughs> hard to throw this way. Throw it backhand. And they're seeing what'll stick because they know what? What do they know about the press? That the press are like thirsty little a-hole lemmings who will suck up anything that's even remotely plausible that left-wingers like Biden and others tell them in order to make the story go away because it reflects poorly on their, you know, Democrats who they're in love with, right? Folks, none of this makes any sense. The security detail with the Secretary of Defense had to know the guy was in the hospital. Why? Joe, any guesses? In the hospital. That's why they're the security. De- you think the security detail? I was a motorcade guy. I worked TS when I was a secret service agent, right? Transportation section. I did two stints there. I, I, I Here's just a crazy idea. How the f- do you think Lloyd Austin got to the hospital? Metro? <laughs> Was carrier pigeon? Be a lot of, he's a big guy. Be like 172 carrier pigeons. Like, how the hell you think he got there? Someone had to tell the advance team who was doing the motorcade, hey, we're going to Walter Reed. Folks, the story's bullshit. They're covering for something. What they're covering for, I don't know. I don't know. I'm applying the Bongino rule, and I'm not trying to speculate because it involves a very serious situation, but something happened here. Something happened here they are eager to make go away. And I don't know what it is. Here's what makes me even more skeptical that this is bigger than the theory out there now, which I don't buy. The current theory du jour is that he had some embarrassing elective procedure. One, I don't really give a shit what it is. Say it's, I guess, say it's freaking hemorrhoids or something. Something you're probably not like eager to talk about. But they happen. What the hell? I mean, it's we're all human. Who gives a shit? <laughs> I mean, literally, and I can't. Who cares? <laughs> right? Who cares? <laughs> What's wrong with this show? How did, how did it get to this point? <laughs> Say it's something like that. It's not a big deal, folks. Honestly, no one gives a damn. No one cares. You're telling me that this is now we're into like day three of lying. Day three of bullshit stories. And day three of this, Biden has absolutely no comment on the matter where they could clear this thing up like that. And you're telling me this is all over like freaking hemorrhoids or some shit? Nah, I ain't buying it. There's something going on. Here, watch yourself. President Secretary Austin. You still confident Secretary Austin, sir? Folks, he could clear this thing up now. Oh, Biden, Biden always walks over and says a few words to the press when he wants to. You've seen it. You can just put it in a search engine. Biden does a presser at the airport or something. He could have come over and squared this thing away. He could have said, hey, you know, I have faith in this guy. He had an elective procedure. He didn't tell us was a huge mistake. You know, we're going to make sure it doesn't happen again. Why is nobody saying anything? Folks, I think there's a bigger story here. The story gets even crazier. You remember goofball John Brennan, that, you know, big 
deep state goon, John Brennan of Spygate fame, the former CIA director. Yeah, total scumbag. John Brennan, this is where the story gets even crazier. He goes on TV and has an even more wacky, bizarre goofball theory about what happened, which again says to me, some shit went down they don't want people to know about. I'll get to that in a second. Let me get to my uh, my next break here. There's a, there's something very and and, and conveniently uh, another Trump you know like the Epstein thing. Oh look, Donald Trump's and if it, you know, folks, it's all like very weird. Hey, how many of you male listeners out there get up multiple times? You know, to hit the banyo, the bathroom. Yeah, <laughs> can affect your whole life. Begins to impact your partner and others. Studies show fifty percent of all men will deal with an enlarged prostate due to BPH in their lives. Hey, listen, it sucks, but it's real. Many treatments and medications out there for BPH have significant side effects too. Listen, I'm really careful with my sponsors, but this is important. Let me introduce you to Flomentum. Flomentum Urinary Support Supplement is pure salt palmetto oil, extra, uh, pure salt palmetto oil extract. And you should look that up, by the way. Clinically proven to help reduce urinary frequency day and night and help improve prostate function to help fight BPH. Check this stuff out yourself. Don't just take my word for it. The product is solid. Flomentum is the first and only USP, United States Pharmacopoeia Verified Prostate Health Supplement. USP verifies purity, potency, and manufacturing to FDA current good manufacturing standards. Flomentum contains 320 milligrams of pure salt palmetto oil, comparable to the leading herbal medicine sold in Europe with no prescription needed. I use the product. Listen, I'm 49 years old, and I don't really care about telling you about any of this stuff because it's true, and I ain't a poser. Flomentum Health is offering my listeners 20% off their first bottle of Flomentum Urinary Support plus free shipping. Just go to Flomentum.com today and enter code Bongino. That's F-L-O-M-E-N-T-U-M.com and enter code Bongino to get your 20% off plus free shipping. These statements and products have not been evaluated by the FDA. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or condition. Thanks, Paul. So back to the show. Here's what makes me think there's something even crazier going on. Like I said, I'm not afraid to talk about like embarrassing health problems. I've told you about mine. Folks, it happens. People get cancer. People get... People get shit they don't want to talk about all the time. Freaking hemorrhoids, rashes. It, it's you. That doesn't happen to me. Oh, bullshit. You're telling me in the chat, that's never happened to me, bro. Really? People get everything. It's just a part of being human. They contract all kinds of embarrassing sexual stuff, too. You're telling me whatever happened to this guy was worth causing a catastrophic national security situation? I'm sorry, man. I ain't buying that. I ain't buying that even a little bit. Here's what makes me think now for sure something's going on here. Here's goofball John Brennan with probably the craziest theory I've heard yet. Hey, maybe he was taking like some psychedelic medication and just forgot to notify. Here, check this out. What's your reaction to this? Well, Anna, uh, first of all, I think we all wish Secretary Austin a full and speedy recovery. And as you point out, there's still a lot that we don't know about his medical condition and what it was that uh, required him to go back into uh, Walter Reed and the ICU uh, on uh, 1 January. And it is possible that his health condition or his medical condition uh, clouded his judgment at that time. Uh, don't know whether or not he was under certain types of medication or whatever else. Holy shit, dude. How many times do I got to square everyone away on this? JB, John Brennan, by the way, who had a security detail, he knows damn well 
whether he's incapacitated for medication reasons or not, the security detail still knows where he is. Folks, why does it require me to really? This is common sense, correct? Am I boring you in the chat with this because it's so transparently obvious that even a stupid person would get it? It doesn't matter if the guy. So you're telling me just to be use like a stupid example, but John Brennan. So you're telling me when Lloyd Austin is sleeping at night and is is effectively not conscious that nobody knows where he is. Oh uh, no, no, of course they know the the, the security details watching him. Oh, okay, exactly, dipshit. So what do you if he takes some oxycodone or something and he's like uh, or a Valium or a Xanax or something like that? You're telling me the security detail doesn't know where he is? And of course, this is weird. This pops. Is it related? Probably not, but it always makes me suspicious when the Biden administration has a really bad news cycle. <laughs> Joe, what always pops every time the Biden team has a bad news cycle? It's one of two things. It's either, is it not UFOs? It's <laughs> oh, either yeah. a UFO story or some Donald Trump, some crazy do- Donald Trump's cut his penis off in Paris and put it in a museum. And everybody's like, what? Oh. Holy shit. I got it. What's that? That's so crazy. Every single time. Is this related? Probably not. But this story is a long discredited debunked story. And this distraction services. Oh, look at this. Epstein accuser claims pedophile has sex tapes of Trump, Clinton, Prince Andrew and Richard Branson. Here we go again. Ladies and gentlemen, I've told you many times there probably are tapes out there. Now, you may say, well, Dan, you're a Trump supporter. You know, you're going to suggest there are tapes out there, which I'm reasonably confident there are based on a solid reporter who told me this. Well, why would you dispute the fact that there are tapes of Donald Trump? Folks, where have we heard this story about a Trump sex tape before? Pee-pee. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Welcome. Remember the PP tape hoax? Oh, there's a PP tape. Have we ever seen that PP tape? So just to be clear, we've everything we've needed to know about Donald Trump, including that he paid for parking for a guy and uh, they prosecuted the guy because he paid for his part. This is real, by the way, uh, back in like 1986 or something uh, that that we know. We know he, he he takes two scoops of ice cream and apparently gives everyone else one. You're telling me there's a sex tape out there. Uh, again, another one, not just the first one we didn't see, but there's another one we haven't seen of Donald Trump with some young girl underage uh, and, and that we haven't seen it yet. And someone's just holding on to it. Correct. Oh, OK, sure. Now, what makes me double down? Well, Dan, you're just defending Donald Trump. Uh, no, ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually basing it on evidence because we bring receipts here. Here's an article from The Independent, which, by the way, is no right leaning outlet. Epstein documents alleged sex tapes of Bill Clinton, Prince Andrew, and Richard Branson. Yet the lady who alleged she has the tapes in this piece says in a New Yorker article released two years later in 2019, Miss Ransom admitted she invented the tapes to draw attention to Epstein's behavior and make him believe she had evidence that would come out if he harmed me. It's the same lady, folks. I'm just I'm just reading what's in the news accounts. I don't know this lady. I've never met her. Could she be lying twice? Could she have tapes? She could. But I'm just asking you to play Occam's razor here. She says she has them, then retracts the story. Then people are saying today who hate Trump. Well, she didn't really retract the story. 
I'm just asking you to play Occam's razor. Keep it simple, stupid. So you're suggesting to me again that the most hated man on planet Earth by the globalist great reset, Democrat, progressive, communist crowd, there's a tape out there of him with an underage girl, which, by the way, I would roundly condemn and immediately pull my support for Donald Trump in a second if that was true. You're telling me that exists, and yet nobody anywhere has seen it just like the PP tape, and you want me to fall for it again. I'm going to take a hard... What is that? That's a pass. Okay? Because I, I, I've i heard this shit before. No thanks. You show me the tape, and when I see the actual tape, then I'll, I'll believe evidence. Not a statement that was later retracted that some people hate Donald Trump. Like, well, she didn't really retract it. And you don't find it odd, like all of a sudden this surfaced when the Biden team's dealing with yet another shit scandal, including his son, Hunter, and a contempt charge. Oh, and look, this happened too. Michelle Obama resurfaced. She gives, she gives very few interviews, Michelle Obama. She resurfaced in a podcast interview. She had a lot to say. And a bunch of people jumped on this claiming, oh my gosh, she's running. Listen, let me just say in advance, predictions are like a-holes. Everybody's got one. Predictions are meaningless, okay? Because no one can predict the future, correct? I'm the, who was that guy from Johnny Carson, the Karnak? I'm not, I, I, I can't, I'm not the Stygian witches. Give me the eye. I can't predict the future either. I'm just telling you, I know Michelle Obama pretty well from having worked that detail. We're not like buddies. She doesn't like talk to me and have coffee. But having spent time around her detail and her people and her, there is, I, I see the chance of her running at less than 1%. I'll play for you the clip in a minute that got people all stirred up. And I'll tell you why. I sincerely doubt you're going to see a Michelle Obama candidacy, despite a bunch of people spinning these, uh, spinning this up. Let me take a quick break and then we'll get to Michelle Obama. And I got a lot more. And the Biden bullshitting thing keeps, he did it again yesterday. Don't miss it. Hey, I needed this today. Even with a little bit of a cold, this is crazy. It's not, not only there's sniffs left, they're cold proof. Does the sniffs work for you? It's still going. See, I'm not crazy. He says it checks out. Hey, are you tired of the same old monotonous liberal favorite coffee brands? Stop. Just stop. Stop giving your money to woke companies that hate you. Go with a coffee option that tastes great and is really conservative, like really conservative. My friends at Blackout Coffee. I have three, four cups a day. You know, you do you when it comes to the coffee space. That's my kind of sweet spot with coffee. I take my Blackout Coffee time out, 1 p.m. on my radio show every day. I'm proud to personally recommend it. Why? Because listen, here's one thing, folks. I'm a conservative, but I'm not going to endorse a garbage company just because they're conservative. The coffee is just freaking amazing. And you hear people in the chat talk about it all the time. It's just really good. They love this country. They have a dedicated work ethic. Their beans are amazing. The roasting process is incredible. Check them out. Go to blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino. Use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. Ditch those other guys. Blackout Coffee remains true to our values. That's blackoutcoffee.com slash Bongino or use coupon code Bongino for 20% off your first order. And our last sponsor today, before Michelle Obama, is not that. What's that? There we go. Thank you. Good job. Policy Geo. I love them. I haven't heard from them in a while. 
Start the new year knowing you found the right life insurance and protect your family with Policy Genius. I use them. Policy Genius' technology makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers in just a few clicks. Find your lowest price. And their team of licensed experts is on hand to help, help talk you through it. Don't get ripped off by life insurance, okay? Get the right price with these guys. Even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for you and your family's needs. And it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 a year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. They've been with us a long time, Joe. Good company. Policy Genius has licensed, award-winning agents who can help you find the best fit for your needs. Don't go anywhere else. Policy Genius works for you, not the insurance companies. No wonder they have thousands of five-star reviews on Google and Trustpilot. Save time and money. Give your family a financial safety net with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. Don't waste money. That's policygenius.com, policygenius.com. Okay, without further ado, here's Michelle Obama, reappears on this podcast, and she got a whole bunch of tails wagging. People are like, Michelle Obama's getting in the race. Uh, I don't know. Me thinky, no. Check this out. Things that yeah. keep me up because you, you don't have control over them. Mm-hmm. And you wonder, where are people, where are we in this? You know, where are our hearts? What's going to happen in this next election? I am terrified about what could possibly happen because our leaders matter who we select, who speaks for us, who holds that bully pulpit. It affects us in ways that I, sometimes I think people take for granted. Okay. Uh, a couple of things. Number one, of course, oh, I don't want it because I love you guys and I don't want to sound like a dick. Like that's really important right now. Like, look at me. I know more. I, I've just been around them a lot. You know, it's so funny. Like, sometimes I'll be on Twitter and they'll be like, you know, De Bongino worked for them. Like, he's a, uh, what, what do they call like, what, what's that thing they always say? Like, uh, a, a controlled opposite. I always laugh. Like, I, I, I mean, I literally laugh, like laugh, like noticeably laugh. So you're telling me like I left a six-figure job in the Secret Service. <laughs> secure with like a lifetime of benefits and everything else to go run as a Republican in a blue Joe, Maryland, a blue state, correct? Where I (laughs) was going to get crushed by like 30 points because I had some grand plan to get a radio show. Like after Rush Limbaugh died of a disease, no one could, it's like the dumbest thing ever, but some people believe stupid shit, but having been around them is the greatest asset I in fact bring to this program. And I wouldn't give it up for anything. Because I understand exactly who they are. Here's the thing about Michelle Obama. Michelle Obama is a very intensely private person, number one. Listen, folks, I was there, okay? No one's going to talk there. I was not on the First Lady's detail because I was on TS. That's a satellite. But she's around a lot when you're at the White House. They're very private. She does not like being in the spotlight, so much so that... I don't know if I've ever told this story, but it's a true story. And it's out there. People, it's out there in the ecosystem now. So I feel comfortable talking about it. I was very friendly with the first lady detail guys. She wanted so desperately to get out of the public spotlight. She wanted to go to like Target or something one time. So they set up this whole big elaborate operation to take her out. Have I I ever told the story, Guy? In like this super cryptic car. 
the, you know, when I super cryptic, I don't mean like MacGyver looking car. I mean like a Ford Pinto, like something that would never look like the Secret Service out of like this exit of the White House no one ever takes. And she wore like a hat and glasses and a scarf. And she went out shopping. And I think it was Target or whatever, Walgreens or Walmart. She just wanted to be like everyone else. Folks, the story happened. You can go put it in a search engine now if you think I'm making it up. I was working the day or the night that that happened. And I remember talking to the guys because the FLD guys will be around the White House. And I remember like thinking, saying to them, holy shit, man, that's crazy. You guys pulled that off. She is an intensely private person. There is like less than a 1% chance I see that she'd want to jump in a presidential race where she's going to have to be out there mingling in the public when she hated it when her husband was the president. She wasn't even the president. Listen, if Joe, this is like a reverse flag it. Because, yeah. you know, when we flag it, it's typically because I think I'm going to be right about something. And we're flagged this because if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. And I, I want to know the date. So it's, what is it, January 8th or something at 1137? Kind of reverse flag this. Because if I'm wrong, I'll have to correct it. I'm just telling you I'm probably not. There is, I'd say, less than a 1% chance she run. But it's not just that she's private. Most people commenting on this go, oh, she's in, she's running. They never worked around these people. The second thing is, the Obamas like one thing almost as much as power. What do you think that is? <laughs> Flags in the chat. <laughs> I love you guys in the chat. Chatsters, I'll let you get ahead of this one. What do you think they like, the Obamas, almost as much as power? Any ideas? I'm on. I'm watching. Help me out. Any guesses? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got, hold on. Let me stop one right here. Let's pick one up. Rump of steel skin. Rump of steel skin. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Rump of steel skin says it. Cash. Money. Money. It's a crime. I was watching a thing about it. It's Pink Floyd, right? Joe's that dark side of the moon. That's Joe's era. Totally, man. That's like Joe. That's like totally armacost right there. A little pre. I'm, I'm more of a Pink Floyd, the wall kind of guy. Vera. Vera, that's kind of my year. I was singing at the Paula the other day because I told her how much I love the wall. I used to listen to it as like a depressed 11-year-old kid in my room. Oh, such a sob, nice sob story. That's who I am. They burnt toast, man. That's why I am who I am now. But they love my, why does it show? It's so, so crazy. I don't know why it's so crazy, folks. I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I have no idea. But I did. I was a very depressed kid. I listened to the wall. Is this where we came in all the time? Some of you will get that. They like money. You think Michelle Obama wants to do a federal disclosure form on which they would have to do, by the way, and which would be scrutinized by every conservative media outlet as to every penny as to where the Obamas are getting their money from? Come on, man. Are you serious? It ain't happening, brothers or sisters. She ain't running for president, okay? It's a prediction, and they're like a-holes, okay? Everybody's got one. Predictions don't mean anything because if she runs, it'll have been worthless. I'm just telling you, I rate the chance, if I'm a betting guy, less than 1%. It'll be someone and ain't going to be her. It would be, and by the way, if it was her, why would Obama be trying to save Biden? Be trying to get rid of Biden to move his wife in, right? 
We covered that yesterday. Speaking of Biden, I, I can't with this guy. Listen, I know we've kind of just the show with the emotions and shit like that, you know. But uh, I want to be really serious about this for a minute because this matters to me. You know, when I, when I was younger, I was talking about my mom. I was a very kind of always a depressed, like introspective kid. And I, I hated watching people suffer. I, I, I just did. Like if I saw an animal in cold weather on the way home, I would obsess about it all day. Like, Ma, this dog was chained up outside and it's snowing. Like, I'm still like that now. I can't get, I, I just digest and take in everybody's everybody's pain. But when I was younger, my mom, my mom was very, uh, my mom was very in, in, into us just res- respecting people. And for all my mom's faults, and I've got them too, she really made sure that we respected people and was w- kind of way ahead of her time on a lot of that. So when we were kids, she made us sit down and I, I've told the story before. It's how deeply it impacted me. She made us watch a pretty violent show, which was kind of weird. But it was a pretty violent show or a TV movie, and it was about the civil rights uh, boycotts and the bus boycotts and the, and, and the civil rights movement in the South. And I was super young. And the show, you know, everything was in there, the dogs, the fire hoses, the beatings and stuff. And I wasn't really prepared for it because I was, I was a kid. I just wasn't. But it really impacted me even to this day. You know, I think to myself that how can human beings be so, you know, horrible to each other? I mean, the melanin level of some guy or woman's skin and you're beating the shit out of them and sicking like dogs on them. Just the pure insanity of it is it was hard for me to digest as a kid. And sadly, it's become. As I get older, harder to digest because I've had to come to the. Conclusion that real evil exists in the world. I say that because some really brave warriors, some brave warriors, some brave human beings gave their lives, their fortunes, their safety and everything to go down and fight for the civil liberties of others. The civil rights movement was a very real thing. And for the people involved, it was a very proud moment for them. The fact that this guy in the White House right now continues to do the unthinkable and falsely and maliciously claim that he was a big player in the civil rights movement, that he started a civil rights movement, that he was an activist in the civil rights movement. Folks, I got to tell you, outside of military stolen valor, you know, someone like me who never served in the military saying, hey, man, you know, when I was in combat and I took out seven or eight bad guys, outside of that, I can't think of anything worse. Uh, Joe, do you concur? I mean, I really can't think of anything. You know, it's it's one thing to like uh, tell someone you were an A student and you were a B plus student. All right. Yeah. Like, don't bullshit people, but whatever. It's like forgivable, right? I mean, people lie about stuff all the time. Lying about being a civil rights activist and lying about military stolen valor to me are like on par. Is like, you're really just a piece of shit. You just really are. You're just disgusting. Yeah, I'm with you there. He, here he is again. Yesterday, in a black church down in South Carolina, Joe Biden claiming, after this has been debunked at least 500 times, claiming again that he somehow started the civil rights movement, even more so than people who are actively involved in the civil rights movement in that church. Here, watch yourself. I've spent more time in uh, the uh, Bethel AME Church in Wilmington, Delaware, than I have uh, 
than most people I know, black or white, have spent in that church. Because that's why I started a civil, no, I'm serious, I started a civil rights movement. During the 60s, I was, in fact, very concerned about the civil rights movement. I was not an activist. I worked at an all-black swimming pool in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was involved. I was involved in what, what they were thinking, what they were feeling. I was involved, but I was not out marching. I was not down in Selma. I was not anywhere else. Folks, this guy's really a piece of flaming human garbage. This guy is excrement. He really is. He is uh, how uh, listen to lefties out there. I get it. There's nothing I can say. You know, I'm, I, I totally understand the Yuri Bezmenov theory that there's nothing I can say to you to, to pull you from your ideological slumber. I, I get it. You're just naturally stupid. But my question to you is how, how are you willing to accept this? There are bad things. There are bad things people do and politicians lie all the time, but this to me is absolutely inexcusable. Even if you never vote Republican in your life, how is it you're not pushing to get rid of this guy? He is an absolute human degenerate. There is nothing more. There is not a worse candidate anywhere in the country in the Democrat Party than this guy. And he's your standard bearer. The level of contempt he has for people telling this story repeatedly and over and over that he is some kind of icon of the civil rights movement, despite not a shred of evidence he ever did a thing at all for the civil rights movement, is just the peak of stolen valor for a clearly inferior human being. The guy's a piece of garbage, and how you deal with it, I'll never understand. You worked in a black swimming pool? So therefore, you're telling people in a black church who've been warriors for the civil rights cause their entire lives, you're telling them you did more than they did? You heard the clip yourself. Do I need to play it again? And he's telling them, hey, man, I started this thing. What do you idiots know? Because he worked in a black swimming pool? Folks, I worked in a largely black police precinct, the 7-5 precinct at 1000 Sutter Avenue in East New York, Brooklyn. Does that make me a civil rights activist? I, I can make the case to you. I've been around more black people in New York City than Biden's ever been in his whole life. Does that make me a civil rights activist? I saw a movie with my mom one time. Does that make me a civil rights activist? Folks, guy's a piece of garbage, man. He is an absolute piece of garbage. Everybody around this guy has warned you about him. He's a kid sniffing, kid showering, sociopathic, plagiarizing, woman feeling, lying, stolen valor, human piece of garbage. That is exactly who this guy is. And magnifying all of those, what, eight factors I just told you, there are more, is the fact that he's an absolute moron, too. At least with Obama, you could be like, all right, the guy gives a good speech. He doesn't even do that. He doesn't even do that. He is a moron. I laugh when they say he's at 38% approval. Who the hell are the 38 out of 100 people in a sample who think this guy is a good dude? I, he said it right. Joe, you, I've, I, have, I, I swear I've yet to meet one of them either. I mean, I don't want to do the Nixon effect or that lady, that liberal in New York. She's like, I don't know. I don't know anyone who voted for him. How did he win? 
I get it. I hang around generally conservatives, but my county down here in Martin County, Florida, this is a 50-50 county. There are a lot of Democrats here. I swear I've never run into someone who's like, man, that guy's awesome. I've seen a sign up during an election, probably the obligatory thing. But I have never run into someone who loves this guy. And then you combine that with the fact that he's obviously corrupt. His son is involved in the biggest presidential grifting scandal we've ever seen in American history. And you say to yourself, how is this guy, how has he not been impeached? This is a cool piece, though. I was going to put it at the end of the show, but it's better fit right here. Read this by William McGurn in the Wall Street Journal. The contempt of Hunter Biden. So Hunter Biden, as you know, is involved in a major international uh, alleged money laundering screen, uh, a scheme with his dad, influence peddling scheme, money from Ukraine, Kazakhstan, China. Uh, you, you know the whole story with Hunter Biden being knee deep and you know, apparently selling access to his dad. Multiple business partners have dimed them out. This guy's in a world of trouble. So Congress, the Republican members of Congress, issued a subpoena. Hunter Biden, it, you know, I don't know what he was thinking, decided it would be a good idea to not only ignore the subpoena and say like double barrel middle finger, but he decides to give a press conference outside while ignoring the subpoena. And he's like, not only am I going to give you the big middle fingeroo both directions there, folks, not only am I going to do that, I'm going to do a press conference and tell everyone I'm flipping you off. So, of course, there's going to be a contempt charge, which is what happened to Steve Bannon and Peter Navarro. So the left has no reasonable grounds to say, oh, we've never prosecuted someone for contempt of Congress. You just did, a-hole. So you have no argument here whatsoever. The problem is, and you're probably thinking what I'm thinking, they, Dan, didn't you play the video of the United States attorney, Matthew Graves, for Washington, D.C., who would prosecute this? Yesterday, claiming he's going after January 6th people who were merely around the Capitol at the time. That guy's not going to prosecute Hunter Biden. You're right. There's probably a pretty good chance he says, I don't really care that I look like a complete sellout and a scammer and a scumbag. I don't care about any of that. I'm not prosecuting Hunter Biden because he's Joe Biden's kid. And I don't really care what you think about it. There's a damn good chance. So why am I telling you to read this piece? Because Republicans. You ready? You ready for? Joe, what, you know what I'm doing here? For the audio uh, listeners? I'm afraid to guess, Dan. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> I know. You do. He misses the grapefruits. We have to make an executive decision soon. Or maybe a divorce over that. I can't handle that. Because listen, the grape, I have grapefruits too. We don't get divorced. And for Republicans, Want to grow some real balls? William McGurn notes in the piece here that there is a congressional measure called inherent contempt. It's not a conspiracy theory. This is a real thing. And under inherent contempt, the House of Representatives could enforce its own contempt finding by bringing Hunter before the House and putting him on trial. Yes. I love this idea. This is the greatest idea ever. You want to grow some moose nuts? You better do this shit. If he's found guilty, the House could detain him under its own authority. Oh, that's never happened before. Actually, in 1821, the Supreme Court recognized this power in Anderson versus Dunn. You can look that up. I did last night. It's real. In that case, 
the justices held that inherent contempt was essential to Congress's ability to function as a legislative and deliberative body. Without this power, they noted, Congress would be exposed to every indignity and interruption that rudeness, uh, caprice, and even conspiracy may mediate against it. Folks, inherent contempt. Mike Johnson in the house, you want to grow some balls? Now, for those of you out there who want to stir the pot a little bit, and I always love stirring the pot, maybe you should email your congressman today. Now, just to be clear, the Department of Justice has not yet at this point said we are not going to prosecute the contempt charge. But if Matthew Graves insists on going down that road, the United States attorney and says, I'm not prosecuting Hunter Biden because I'm a political sellout and Joe Biden's my boss. If the House doesn't do this, you have absolutely no balls at all. No balls at all. Because it's, it's Supreme Court precedent on it. It's available to you to detain them yourselves right there. Show the people you really matter. Show the people you care. And do the right thing, not the easy thing. Hey, um, let me end on a video about the knife attack thing. I know I'm running out of time. I'll get to the other stuff tomorrow. You still have that, the Wakefield thingy? I wanted to end on this one, folks. I'm sorry to kind of, but that's email your congressman today. Say, hey, you guys looking at inherent contempt because that's an option for them right now. Great piece by McGurn and read the piece. I want to end with this because, you know, once in a while we play, we haven't done one of these self-defense videos in a long time. I'm going to throw this out there in advance. This is a video. It's a little disturbing for some. Just want to put that out there if you have kids around. Not bloody or anything, but it's not the kind of thing you probably want kids to watch, but it's worth you seeing. This happened apparently in Wakefield in the UK, outside of a bar. Some maniac shows up with a knife and a really big one. Obviously, size matters, especially when it comes to bladed instruments. He shows up outside. He's like stabbing cars, windshields, which is crazy, but doing it, probably blunting his knife, which is ironic. Yeah, you see this right here. See, there he is. Look, this is a big knife, folks. That's not exactly. Now, is he nuts? I don't know. He's, he's chopping off rearview mirrors. This is where he like risks slicing his own hand open. He doesn't, but see him hitting it. That's a heavy blade, too. Look, this is like this guy could have like easily lost control of that. See, he's blunting his own knife, which is really stupid, which says to me this guy is crazy. But he looks like a nut. So then he starts stabbing this pub, the windshield. Well, this doesn't go over well. I guess a couple of guys in the UK are like, ah, F you, mother... Dad, you go, it's stool over the head. It's another stool over the head. Oh, there's a third time. Is that a Steve Inman? Can we get the Steve Inman spot on that? You ever see Steve Inman? He calls these things like a radio announcer. Oh, and he gets it over the head with the stool. So, Steve, if you could pick this one up, it'd be great. Look at that. The head. Uh, now, listen, I'm just saying... I highly recommend you do not do this. I'm dead serious. I mean, these guys got balls of steel. Don't get me wrong. I mean, to go out there with a guy with like, what does that look like, Joe? Like a six to eight inch knife blade who's yeah. clearly out of his freaking mind and to hit him over the head yeah. with a bottle and to attack him with a stool. You've got, you've got, listen, you know, you got them. You get, they're, they're, they're very big and round and much respect, but I strongly recommend you do not do that. Ladies and gentlemen, bladed instrument attacks sometimes are worse than bullets. Matter of fact, a lot of times they're worse than bullets. Oh. I mean, yeah, oh gosh. When they pull the, the, the damage done to internal organs, uh, the, the potential for you bleeding out instantaneously on the scene, these are not like surgical strike bullets that go through you. And no, these are really nasty wounds. And they'll tell you in any police academy, around the country that roughly 
you know, 20 to 30 feet is probably the only safe distance away from a knife because they can close that ground in seconds before your brain will start processing what's going on. I know it sounds crazy, 25 to 30 feet, but you watch that video surviving bladed instruments or bladed edged weapons, whatever it's called, they show in every police academy. You'll see what they're talking about in seconds. That guy's on you. So those guys got a lot of balls, man, doing that. But I highly recommend you just stay in the bar and lock the door, man. Call the cops and let them handle it. You get stabbed. You know, there is no good way at it. If you cannot get away, if you absolutely cannot get away, as I told you many times, take off a shirt or whatever it may be and use it as a whip. Hit, try to go at their eyes. It's, you're probably still going to die, to be honest with you. But if you're stuck in a corner and a guy's trying to stab you to death and that's all you've got, I've given you that advice before. If it's the last only option, take off a shirt or a belt and use it as a whip and go right. And by the way, when you take off the belt, hold the leather end with the buckle at the end. And use it as a whip. And if you go anywhere towards the eyes, they're going to back off. Nobody, it's just human instinct. But, you know, it's, it's a terrible option. I'm just going to be straight with you right now. You're probably going to find yourself in a bad spot. All right, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. You can stay tuned on rumble.com slash Bongino uh, for the radio show. Uh, we, uh, we run that live the first two hours, the last hours on Locals. If you want to subscribe, we had a crazy amount of new subscribers last week to Locals. So we really appreciate that. And join us back here tomorrow, rumble.com slash Bongino in the chat. I'm always in there early uh, talking up a storm with everyone. We have a good time there. 11 a.m. tomorrow, earlier if you want to chat, rumble.com slash Bongino. Give us a follow. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show.